How's it going, guys? Welcome to the Week 13 matchup episode, the final episode of the regular season for the previews. I'm here with Garrett and Hop. Say hello. What up? <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> we'll get right into it here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're going to jump right into it with the uh, most meaningless matchup of the week. We're just going to go really quick through these ones that don't matter here. Um, you know, Ben Roethlisberger on my side. Uh, Larry Fitz, Demarius Thomas. I mean, AJ Green coming back is my only player with some real upside. Demarius Thomas has the red zone ability, but outside of that, I'm playing a team full of waiver guys. Whereas James has still got some talent there with Galladay and Gronk and LaShawn and David Johnson, but his team just been failing each week. Um, so Garrett, you're the Gronk master. Do you think Gronk is you know going to be good going forward, or do you think he still didn't look like himself last week? No, he didn't look like himself. Yeah, I mean, obviously he saved his day with a touchdown against the Jets, but against Minnesota, even at home, he just doesn't look very mobile. And I mean, he's going to be, he's just a touchdown to paying tight end now. Yeah. And I, th- I don't think Brady's deep balls are nearly as good or just his accuracy in general. Uh, Hop, do you have anything to add to each, either side of this matchup? Uh, this is kind of a funny matchup. <laughs> <laughs> James versus Colin. I, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just for fun. kind. Of. I don't know what this really is. Yeah. Not a whole lot to say here. Um, we can move on. All right, we got uh, sorry, Kurt versus Jay. Um, Kurt again, not really playing for anything but the toilet bowl here. But uh, so on his side, you know, he's got Baker, Mike Evans, Golden Tate. You know, aside from Mike Evans, his team's really been kind of letting him down lately. His trades have been hurting him. Gus Edwards was a decent pickup, but now he's dealing with some injuries. So. Um, I mean, Kurt's basically just playing for a better seed in the uh, toilet bowl. But on Jay's side here, um, as we'll talk about a bit with the uh, points for standings, he still has a shot to make it in with a really solid week. Um, and he definitely has the talent to put it together. I mean, he has Goff, Brandon Cooks, Devontae Adams, Tyler Lockett, all really high ceiling guys. Mixon has a lot better matchup this week after some down weeks. Yeldon. Could have some production again now that Fournette's suspended against Indianapolis is really shitty D. Brait has that connection with uh, Jameis and Corey Davis, I think, with no real solid cornerback to cover him on the Jets. Should do pretty well. Um, Hop, what do you think about Jay? Do you think he actually has a pretty good shot this week with his matchups to put up 180-plus? I think he really does. There's a lot of upside on the team. I actually really like Jay's team a lot. Um, Lockett, I've been talking – to Jay about Lockett a lot, and he's really he should have played him last week. So it sucks he played um, that guy in the 49ers <laughs> instead and got like I don't know like three points out of him. Um, Lockett's crazy because like his upside is so big and his target that his targets to touchdown ratio is just so whack. Like I don't know, it's just unheard of. So he just goes against any like normal rule of picking receivers based on their targets because. You just got to play him without thinking too hard about it. Yeah. But he can go off. I really like Lockett, especially against the, the Niners. Right. Across the board, he has some really good matchups player by player. Um, Garrett, do you have anything to add on Jay's side here? I think just the only thing to ask you two is, obviously, Jay has to shoot for the highest point total possible. Do you, Would you make any changes to this lineup? Like you mentioned Lockett or Corey Davis. You could maybe put in Traquan Smith if you were really hoping for a big game tonight or possibly yelled in for Lewis. Do you think – Either of those are give him a higher upside option. Um, yeah, I, I I think Lockett 
uh, t- putting Traquan in for Lockett wouldn't I, I wouldn't knock that move at all just because the Saints score so many points. You know, Lockett has that blow up potential, but again, he's limited by his targets. You know, he can only catch so many touchdowns on four targets. So um, I think if you're really shooting for that, and you have nothing to lose. Four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, realistically. Um, yeah, so I think it really, if you have nothing to lose, it wouldn't be a bad move to play Traquan tonight. But you you both agree that Yeldon is higher upside than Deion Lewis? Yes. Yeah. Interesting. With with uh, against, yeah, against the Niners and against Fournette's the, out. Yeah. Well, against Indianapolis, yeah, versus Deion Lewis against the Jets, who they probably will just run it with Derrick Henry a lot more. See, I disagree. I actually think Deion Lewis is higher ceiling. Interesting. We'll see what happens. Um, well, I mean, again, you got to re- remember Cody Kessler is in for the Jags, so they're going to just rely on the running the game a lot. Yeah, but I don't know. They went to Hyde a lot, even on poor efficiency last week. Yeah, that's true. I forget about Hyde. Um, well, we'll see what happens. All right, well, we can move on then to the matchup of the week here. We got Jake versus Andrew. Uh, on Jake's side here, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers hasn't really been doing a lot lately. Um, bad weather game against Arizona. It's not really a recipe for success, but he shouldn't have a decent 15 to 17 point floor. Uh, Julio against Baltimore is pretty tough pasty, but uh, he has been pretty unstoppable lately, so I wouldn't worry about that. Sanders against Cincinnati, they don't really have anybody there who can hang with him and they move him around a lot, so I think he's going to have a pretty good game unless the weather really affects that. I know Garrett will talk about Humphreys later. That should be a pretty high-scoring game there and a lot of targets to go around. And Humphreys has been actually sneakily getting a lot of targets lately. Philip Lindsay has been great all year since he's run these horrible. Dalvin Cook uh, against New England, I think, is prime for a big game. And uh, as long as he can remain healthy, Kittle against Seattle should – I mean, he has a pretty solid floor. He's been a monster all year. And then James White is really the question on Jake's side. Um, Garrett, what do you think James White does? He's been down the past couple weeks in Minnesota's run D. Uh, well, what do you think he does this week? I think he's actually in line for a pretty solid receiving floor. Uh, this is the first time that Burkhead and Michelle and White have been healthy since like week two, I feel like. Um, yeah. Some people think that you know Burkhead's going to get into the targets and touches for White, but he's just been too productive. Even last week when it seemed like he was, you know, Having a down game, he got 73 yards off of nine carries, not even accounting for reception floor. So I still think he has a pretty solid floor of like 12 to 15. Yeah, definitely. Um, on the other side, then we got Breeze against Dallas tonight with Mike Thomas. That stack has been crazy all season, unless in a couple – games where they literally just didn't need to score points through the air. Um, but I think unless they can run it up quick, it should be a pretty high scoring game tonight. Um, T.Y. against the Jags, depending on how uh, his injury affects him. And I don't know, is he, he's been in limited practice, so he should play. But um, Jags defense has just been decimated lately. Um, so I see him having a pretty solid game. And then Cooper tonight as well. Um, I can see just a lot of points out of Andrew. Oh, and also Mark Ingram. Um, so tonight's game is obviously going to be a really uh, big factor in this matchup here, but I definitely can see a lot of points, but it also could be a trap game. So there's definitely a lot of hope for Jake that, uh, you know, Dallas can just n- fail to keep it competitive. Um, I think Reed um, should have a pretty solid game. Philly's secondary has been pretty questionable lately. And uh, Diggs is kind of the big question. He claims he's going to play, but he hasn't practiced yet this week. Um, so, Hop, how do you see tonight's game going for the Saints and uh, Cowboys for Andrew? Yeah, as we've been discussing this matchup, we first started with Jake's team, and I was like, wow, Jake's team is stacked. Like, this team is going to go off this week. 
Then we started talking about Andrew's team, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is Cooper at home against New Orleans that gives up the most points to the receivers. That's just, like, juicy. And then he's also just got so many Saints, and plus that, I think his team could easily just go insane tonight. Yeah. Garrett, what do you think about – do you think Marshawn Lattimore is going to be able to shut down Amari Cooper at all, or what do you think about that matchup? I think he'll definitely fall him because Cooper doesn't – I mean, Cooper moves around a little bit, but not as much as most receivers, and that's kind of because he's been kind of integrated in the Dallas offense, so he has to work out of his strength, which is the outside. Uh, but like Hop said, New Orleans is a good defense in real life, but in fantasy they give up a ton of points because a lot of teams just go into garbage time against them. Yeah. So even if New Orleans starts beating the shit out of him and Dallas never scores, Cooper could get like seven catches for sixty yards and it's still a pretty big you know, pretty big day. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think the bigger um, question is the Saints game plan, because even putting up thirty one last week, Thomas and Ingram didn't do too much, so we'll see how that goes. With and Dallas is a pretty strong run defense, which could might bode well for Kamara more so than Ingram. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Hop, do you have anything further to add? Um, no, I think we covered it, but this is a really exciting matchup to watch. Well, yeah, for you, yeah. yeah <laughs> obviously, the In most general. matchup of the week, um, just league-wide. Um, all right, next we got Hop versus George. Again, George just playing for um, toilet bowl seating, so we won't go over his team too extensively. But Hop's side, you know, he's got Wilson, who hasn't really shown the upside lately, but he's had a really solid floor. Josh Gordon, his game really might depend on whether Xavier Rhodes plays. He pulled his hamstring last week, but um, even if he's limited, I think Gordon is good enough to have a pretty solid game against him. Uh, Thielen against New England, um, you know, Stephon Gilmore is probably going to have to alternate between covering him and Diggs, but he got roasted by Corey Davis, so I'm not worried about that. Uh, Allen Robinson against the Giants, I mean, he hasn't shown a rapport with Chase Daniel, who looks like he's going to be starting again, so that's pretty concerning there. but uh, then you got Gurley against Detroit, who's just going to go off, as always, um, unless he uh, – well, what's the update with his injury? He looks like he's be his normal self, he said. So, um, yeah, I'm not too worried about that. Uh, Eckler moving to a huge role, perfect timing for Hop. Um, now that Melvin Gordon's down for a bit. And also Eric Ebron going to be guaranteed a lot more targets with uh, Jack Doyle out. Um, so if, you know, Allen Robinson can overcome the, uh, you know, lack of connection with Chase Daniel and then old Peyton Barber can get a <laughs> plunger too. Um, I think Hop has a serious shot to put up some big points this week. What do you think, Gary? Yeah, I think we might have to retract our previous statements, making fun of Hop for Peyton Barber. He's put up a couple solid weeks. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not as much. He's still I mean, bad. Granted, it's a, they happen against the Giants and the Niners, so we'll see what happens when he plays a real defense. But okay, no... but again, again, what I said last <laughs> week, he had a goal line carry that he converted. Outside of that, he had 18 attempts for 47 yards. That's like two and a half a carry. What did he do the week before, though? 100 yards, 18 oh, carries. Oh, against the Giants, they're garbage. That's what I'm saying. This week's a real test. Uh, I think Carolina or Carolina, Tampa Bay, is a pretty good shot against the Niners, but the Niners' defense. Or, I mean, Carolina against Tampa. Carolina's defense, pretty decent against the run. But they do run it more with Jameis back there. So, I think he'll see a good amount of opportunity. Uh, I think Hop, you know, obviously shooting for a high point total. You know, you mentioned the really fortunate injury that is going to allow Eckler to get going. Don't really see any other option. I mean, you might want to start a receiver like Miller or Callaway instead of Barber, just to go for the points. But I guess you just hope for a goal line touch. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Um, and then I guess on Georgia's side, you know, he's got the upside with Newton. Funches being back could be helpful for him. John Brown hasn't been doing much. I mean, Georgia's season has just been really unfortunate. Fournette being suspended this week. Evan Ingram's out. Um, you know, DJ Moore, I think you should put him in. He's got a lot of upside. Um, but outside of that, I mean, it's just – not much to say for Georgia's team again next week. We'll be able to talk about it a bit more since we'll be in the toilet bowl. But uh, as of this week, us trash teams will just have to suffer with no real uh, podcast uh, analysis. <laughs> here. So we'll move on to another solid matchup this week. Got Garrett versus Manny. Really just playing for okay. seeding here, trying to get into the uh, bye week. Uh, so on Garrett's side, you're sticking with Lamar Jackson against Atlanta. Uh, it was bad D on Atlanta's part, so I think Lamar is going to have a pretty solid floor. Uh, Keenan against Pittsburgh should be a shootout. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins against Cleveland, he'll get some Denzel Ward, but I think he should be able to overcome that as long as Demarius doesn't steal his touchdowns. Antonio Brown's going to see a lot of Casey Hayward, but he's Antonio Brown. Uh, I think James Conner should have a pretty decent day, just depending on how the game script goes, but I expect it to be competitive the whole time. Barkley against Chicago, they have only let up a couple um, you know, running backs to go over five points all season, even in PPR, but he's definitely one who could do it. Um, I just think his upside is pretty limited there. Um, I think Eli's going to get sacked a lot early, and they're going to have to throw. Um, but he does get a lot of receptions, so you can never count him out. Uh, and then Ertz against Washington, um, I mean, really down week two weeks ago and then just bounced back with another seven catches. So uh, I think he's going to have a solid game. And Marlon Mack is really your question here. What's going on with the injury and uh, whether or not he plays. But you do have, you know, Reynolds for some depth there. Um, interesting with Kumaro there, pulling him. Uh, we'll have to talk about that later, see what you're thinking there. You're the old Green Bay insider. Uh, but Hop, what do you think about Garrett's team this week? What's his, like, weakest point outside of Marlon Mack? Yeah, it's it's typical Garrett's team. It's, it's all good. Uh, I would say that the question that you have is Marlon Mack versus Josh Reynolds. So that's something, something you have to decide. Um, but in general, like, I think it's just all around a solid, solid team. Like you might be okay. Actually, there's one weak point, which is not really weak, but Antonio Brown is being like a little bit scaled down in favor of Juju on that team. So I think that's just like a little bit of something. His upside is limited, but yeah, you're fine. Yep. All right. And then on uh, Manny's side, he's got Deshaun Watson, who looks like he's kind of rounding back into form. He had a good game last week after, you know, a couple down performances. Um, I think against Cleveland, there's probably going to be a good amount of points scored, and their pass D isn't great. So I think he should be fine, especially at the rushing floor. Alcon has had a few down weeks in a row. Carson Wentz has just been kind of looking off. Um, I think he's going to steal out of Josh Norman, so I think he's upside capped. Uh, Odell is going to suffer from, you know, a lot, so it'll be interesting if he can really break one loose or not. Um, they're going to get throws. Uh, Edelman against Minnesota, he looked good last week. He'll be off coverage, um, so I think he's got a pretty solid floor. Aaron Jones, Arizona, their run D has been terrible, and I expect the Packers to get up early, but you know how bad they've been looking lately, but I think pretty safe there on Manny's part. Cream Hunt has a dream match against Oakland. I think they're going to get up by a ton and just run it. And Travis Kelsey as well. Oakland is the only uh, team in the league giving up over, you know, 10 yards per target to the tight end. Travis Kelsey gets about eight targets a game, and his average depth of target is usually 10 to 15 yards downfield. So uh, I think he's in for a monster game as well. Uh, And then Mike Williams had a few blow-up games, but outside of that, his floor has been almost non-existent. So uh, I think this is a game he could easily do it in, and a big shootout with Tyrell Williams banged up. But uh, 
definitely a little bit scary there. Uh, so, Garrett, what do you think about your dad's team? Are you worried this week? Yeah, I'm pretty worried, honestly. Uh, I think the, the weakest parts of his team are his receivers, which are once the strength. You mentioned how Chicago might impact Barkley, but with Odell, I just have a hard time believing that they're going to be able to get him the ball in any significant targets with uh, the Chicago pass rush. I think Jeffrey has a bounce back game, but I just don't see those 20 point weeks like we have in the past. This is a must win for the Eagles playing at home against Washington. You know, I expect him to get at least some targets. But yeah, that that stack of running backs and dream matchups and Kelsey is just terrifying, honestly. Yeah. Should be, uh, definitely should be worried. All right. Well, if you don't have any further comments, we can move on to the final matchup here. We have got David versus Joe um, on David's side. Andrew Luck against the Jags. He had a pretty solid score against them a couple of weeks, uh, I guess, three weeks ago. Um, so I think he should be in for a big score. The only problem is that um, Jack Doyle was by far their best pass blocker, and that's never been Ebron's strength. So I think he could see some pressure. Uh, I don't remember if he got sacked last week, but prior to last week, um, they had not allowed a sack on Luck in five games straight. So uh, I think he's just in line for a monster game. Like Hop was saying, Juju against the uh, Chargers, he'll avoid Casey Hayward, and I think he should be in for a monster game, provided the weather doesn't impact the game too much. Um, Weather actually statistically doesn't impact the game very significantly, but wind is actually a huge factor. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in all of these games this week that are looking like – Bad weather games. Baldwin's been dealing with, you know, injury, but he looked all right last week. Just got missed in the end zone. He said he's uh, good to go. So I think against the Niners, who are letting up a lot of touchdowns to receivers, he should be in for a pretty good game. Uh, Kirk against Green Bay. I mean, it's all dependent if he breaks one off. Rosen's been really inconsistent. So it's not as much up to him as it is to Josh Rosen to get it done. Zeke against New Orleans. Um, it should be a high-scoring game, but New Orleans has actually been really good against running back. They give up the third-fewest points to running backs this season in PPR leagues. Um, so that's actually something to worry about. But then he's got McCaffrey, who you know faces Tampa Bay. He just put up a really solid two-touchdown game against them. Yeah, uh, week nine. Um, I think he's, again, got a solid floor, really, and a monster ceiling, as we saw last week. Uh, Jared Cook against Kansas City. You know, he's – Jared Cook is who he is. You know, he's not going to – put up a huge or I mean, he's not going to put up uh, a really shitty score but he you know is really unlikely to get 31 points but you never know so when you're playing for uh you know i guess i, I was gonna say playing for points for to try and move into the buy but david really hasn't secured if he gets a win so um i get well i'm looking at his team now though he, I, that's what, what do you guys think what do you guys think would you Greg Olson, or would you go Jared Cook here? I mean, you need you need the win to, to secure the buy. Well, the first thing I think is David's bullshit for getting the buy. That's my first comment. Yeah, well, we all just have to accept it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, secondly, I think you probably go with Olson. I mean, he put up 76 yards and a score on him when he played the week nine, so I don't really know why you'd chat away from that. Yeah. It might just have left him in from last week, but you know, Cook has actually been this has easily been his best fantasy season. I mean, he does. I say he doesn't have a super low floor, but he's had one game with three points, one game with four points. But I mean, again, in this year's tight end landscape, three or four points for a tight end isn't even that horrible. Uh, you know, the real tight end floor zero across the board. Yeah, Ebron. Um, but you're yeah exactly. But yeah, I don't really think this is a week where you got to shoot for that upside. Um, so we'll see what he does in the coming weeks. 
Um, and then on Joe's side, Carson Wentz has been really disappointing lately and just kind of worrisome with what's going on with him. He just doesn't look like himself all of a sudden, but uh, we'll see what happens against Washington. Their past, he hasn't been very good. Um, Tyler Boyd should really benefit from A.J. Uh, Green coming back this week if he does. He Boyd does run a lot of his routes out of the slot, so he is going to see a lot of um, Chris Harris, who's by far the best slot corner in the league. But uh, he should run enough outside routes as well to uh, avoid that and be able to put up a pretty decent fantasy day as long as Jeff Driscoll can actually throw the ball. But he did look competent last week, so uh, it'll be interesting to see there. But I I do think his upside is capped with the combination of his coverage and Driscoll there. Uh, Tyreek is in a great matchup against Oakland. They don't obviously have anybody who can hang with them. It's just a matter of if they get up early with some rushing scores and he doesn't, you know, really run that many deep balls or doesn't get targeted on them at least. Um, but I think DJ Moore, especially if Funches sits, is a really good play this week against Tampa Bay. Their secondary is awful. Like Garrett said earlier, it could easily be a Camara game tonight um, with Dallas's Rundy being pretty solid, you know, up front. Uh, Nick Chubb against Houston, they've had a really solid Rundy, but I mean, he's been explosive. All it takes is one. Uh, and Joku in the same matchup, I think he is pretty safe again in terms of tight ends. You know, you get what you get, but uh, he most weeks is getting five, six plus targets. Um, and then Tariq Cohen, I think, you know, the Giants, um, they're really bad against running backs uh, on the ground, but they actually are pretty solid against running backs, uh, receiving backs, I should say. So it'll be interesting to see if it's one of Jordan Howard's, you know, few two-touchdown games this year. It's something to, uh, you know, worry about there. But uh, overall, I think Joe's team just kind of is what it's always been. It's just a super high-potential team with uh, – you know, a better floor than he saw in the first half of the season. Um, so, Hop, how do you see this matchup going down? Um, I like David's team. I think that it's got a lot of upside. There's a lot of places here where they could do well. But I guess same with Joe. Um, I just I just have to stick with David's team after his, some of his recent wins have been really impressive. Yeah, Garrett, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, – I forgot who said in the group me, but giving – Juju for Dalvin Cook is like a really good move for David. Dalvin Cook was always the most movable piece, and he got a really great receiver out of it. So I think Joe has a chance. I mean, I see your point about Cohen and Howard against the Giants going up early, but like I said, in blowouts that they typically favor Howard, but it just takes one long touchdown for for that score to really swing. Right. Yeah, and they're just playing for uh, playoff seeding here, so – yeah, it'll be interesting. It's another important matchup, but not important to anybody outside of these two guys, really. Um, all right, so we've finished with the matchups. We can move on to uh, waivers real quick. Um, I don't think there was really anything significant this week. Did you guys see anything? I mean, it was a pretty dry week for the waiver wire. Uh, yeah, I mean, Mike Williams. David Moore, I mean, mm. pick up, but uh, it's he's really hit or miss. But, I mean, again, George isn't really playing for wins here. Um, Denver, I mean, you got to spend that fab, I guess. I think they're really solid D, and they have some good matchups going forward, I believe. Um, but outside of that, nothing really. Um, I think we can move on. Kurt picked up old Jamison Crowder again. He's got to get him for the end of the season. Um, oh, my but, God. All right. He's got to get a Redskin on his team. Yeah. I, uh, I still remember the night before we drafted, he was telling me, I'm going to draft the Redskins D, man. I don't want anybody else to get him. <laughs> <laughs> I genius right. at work. I know, right? All right, so we can move on here. The much-awaited segment. So we've been talking, and comes with a lot of factors. And I know David won't be happy, but the way I see it is, we've got 
it, we have to treat it, it with for the situation that it is and with the two players that it can uh, is concerning. You know, Jake didn't know that there was a points for spot at all, and Hop didn't know that we were planning on it being a fifty point margin. So if I'm not going to completely take away the points for rule and go with that extreme for Jake, then I can't go with the extreme for Hop and give him a fifty point margin. And I also have to take into consideration the fact that Hop, as much as we give him shit, is a competent player. And if he had known last week that he was shooting for points as opposed to record, I got to give him the benefit of the doubt that he might have made a move like playing Ebron, which would have given him a significantly uh, a significant chunk of what he needs to make up. So for that reason, I'm going to have to split the difference here. I'm just going to make it a 25-point margin. So that means that Hop this week, provided Jake um, loses, um, is going to need – 60 or no 57 and a half points which is not at all um unreasonable or undoable i should say um undoable impossible whatever i'm fucking (laughs) but what i'm saying is essentially jake did beat hop head to head by 50 points and um jake is two games ahead so you have to give jake uh the slight edge there um and make it so that hop needs a blow-up game to make it happen you know you wouldn't want hop two right games down to also lose but score 140 to jake's 110 and sneak in that wouldn't mean that hop's team is definitively better than jake's and that's the reason we set up the rule so hopefully nobody's too angry and we'll do better next year but that's my ruling um i don't think it's, it would be fair to hop to say oh sorry you actually have to outscore jake by 70 points this week or too bad um you know that's just not fair to end his but it basically end his season this week without him knowing so that is my decree and that means that uh, old Jay would have to pass Jake by, what is he down, 39 points. So, what, 64? Again, doable, but tough, and you would need to put up a solid week. Um, and then outside of that, if Jake wins, none of this matters. Nobody's really going to pass Andrew by that margin. Um, and everybody else, including myself, are pieces of trash and waiting for the toilet bowl. Um, you guys are feel free to comment on my ruling. I mean, Hop should come in first. <laughs> um, I think I think it's a perfect the the right ruling. I think that's perfectly fair. I mean, I went into this thinking there was no margin rule, um, so I'm giving up some, the 25 points there. And then on the other side, people that thought there was a 50 point rule, it's like exactly in between what we both thought. And I can't think of a more fair situation. And uh, well, right. And Jake didn't think there was a rule at all. So it wouldn't be fair to, you know, him to just say, oh, well, you only got to cover, he's only got to cover 30 on you. So it's giving him a little bit of a cushion, you know? Yeah. All right. Um, well, as long as you guys are happy. I mean, uh, again, I'm, I feel terrible that it happened this way, but, you know, I'm trying to do it the best way we can. So I mean, either way, I went into this kind of just, well, I knew that we decided that you were going to, just make your decision on this call. So I'm not going to like argue with it about argue about it or anything, but um, cause I, cause I just knew that that was the plan. So we're, whatever you, whatever you decide, we're going with it. All right, cool. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate you guys not burning me at the stake here. Um, <laughs> Garrett, what do you have to say? Yeah, I think it's fair. I mean, Jake has, is going into with a lead in points for, which I think also kind of helps situations. So that makes it a little bit more like, you know, not totally flipping it around. I think going into next season, I would still like to see a 50-point margin, though, just because I think that's, like, object. and obviously, like, it might be different. Like you said, Hop could change up his lineup week to week knowing that. 
But if everyone's on the same page going to next season, I'd probably like a 50-point margin. Right, because I think that, that makes it so you're definitively better than that guy, you know. Yeah. Because um, a 20, 25-point, 30-point margin, that could happen in one week. You know, it could be a down week. So it's got to be definitive. And that was the idea. But, again, we didn't communicate that well. Um, yeah, I know I know we talked about it last season because I kind of – I came into this season just thinking we had already kind of said, like, yep, this is going to happen. So, I, you know, we should have obviously taken a vote like we always do. I also think that if someone is 100 more points for, they should be guaranteed to buy. But I guess we'll have to introduce that next year, too. <laughs> Ridiculous. 19, uh, fucking 1,900 rule. points. No one else has 1,800. I'm not going to get a fucking buy. It's garbage. Wow. No, it is. You, you, you do deserve the buy here. Um, all right. Well, this is the one scenario where I'm happy to be 1 in 11 because nobody accused me of being biased here. So. <laughs> Um, and if it's any consolation, Hop, I'm going to donate all of my um, weekly high score winnings from this season to you, um, which is zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate uh, that, Jester. Thank you so much. What did you say? I appreciate that, Jester. Thank you so much. Uh, no, I was hoping somebody would call me out on that, but he, you guys thought I was actually being charitable. <laughs> I, I didn't know what you're doing with that money. Uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's bad. Wow, I'm just looking at it now. I'm 1,387 points. Oh, that's horrible. Hey, at least I can say I'm still the uh, points against leader all the way through the season. It's a conspiracy. But all right. <laughs> Maybe I'll just fucking leave. Uh, finally, we'll move on to our picks of the week here. Um, I'm going to start first here. Oh, I have got Lamar Miller up against Cleveland. Uh, the Rundy has been pretty bad. They give up the six most fantasy points to the running back. Uh, I expect Houston to get up pretty early and just kind of hand him off the ball, and he probably will break one off. Um, and he gets a decent amount of work in the receiving game. I mean, it hasn't been great lately, but he still usually gets at least two or three targets. So, uh, yeah, I think Lamar is good for two catches, 110 yards, and a score. What about you? I'm going to go with um, somebody who we all probably would start no matter what, and that's Aaron Jones. But what I'm going to make the claim that this guy is going to be a top five running back this week. Um, when you look at what he's been putting up recently, it's just it's extremely impressive. He's putting up – he's got 17 carries last week, and um, he's playing against Arizona this week, who is just – the easiest team to put up a huge fantasy game against. Um, not only that, but they're playing in Green Bay with a 14-point four, favorites at Lambeau. And whenever Green Bay is playing in Lambeau with that, with, that big of a, um, with that big of a favorite, the running backs just go off. So I think Aaron Jones is due for a huge game. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we've seen in the past few weeks when they go away from him in the second half, they just blow the game. So if Mike McCarthy can get his fucking head on straight, I think he's guaranteed for a lot of work. So I definitely agree there. Uh, Garrett, how about you? We all know how much Jake loves white players, white receivers in general. I'm pretty sure he has, I'm pretty sure he has the most white players in the entire league, but I guess we can investigate is. that a different day. But this white player, I think, is going to go off this week. Adam Humphreys, slot receiver for the Buccaneers. Been really blowing up these past couple of weeks, staying back to week eight. Uh, he performs exceptionally well with Jameis, dating back to last year. Coming off a six of six, 54-yard touchdown game, he gets the Carolina Panthers again. 
who in week nine, he caught eight balls for 18 yards and two scores. He gets a really surprising target share in that offense that's been really pass heavy. I think he goes for nine catches, 70 yards, and a score. Well, yeah, Jake's just looking for representation. You know, representation matters. All right. <laughs> He does. If you look at Humphrey's pictures, he does kind of look like Jake. He might. He might not know that James White is actually black. We have to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Outside of that, um, you know, well, he's got one, two, three, four. It's easier to count the black guys on this team than the white guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has. He has Humphreys and Beasley, <laughs> which I don't know. I feel like that's all the white receivers. As long as he had Jordy <laughs> Nelson. Those guys. Uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Well, finally, we'll move on and do our uh, quick picks here and any final comments on the matchup. Um, me versus James don't matter. I'm picking me. I'm pulling one more final win out. I'm, I'm going with Colin, too. I think he deserves more than one win. He deserves a whole <laughs> two wins. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also go with Colin because I think that there's a lot of knowledge to be gained from listening to the podcast, and James <laughs> has been missing out on all of that, Ooh, so he's going to lose. That's true. All right, next we got Kurt versus Jay. Uh, I think Jay takes it here. It's just a matter of how much he scores. Yep, Jay's got it. Ton of upside. Uh, Mixon, Cooks, Adams, just too much for Kurt's demolished team they killed himself with. Yeah, I think Kurt's team is just just a dumpster fire, so I'm going to go with Jay. Yeah, I think and Jay's Kurt... team is also looking pretty good this week. Yeah. Kurt. I think Kurt faces the wrath of Mixon and Corey Davis to the tune of 50 combined points this week. But uh, next we got Jake versus Andrew. Matchup of the week here. It's really, really dependent on tonight's game. But I think Andrew takes it if Diggs plays. I'm actually going to go with Jake here. I think T.Y. struggles against Jacksonville. I don't think Cooper has a big game. I think this is a Kamara game. So I think Humphreys, and he just has a lot safer players, in my opinion, this week. I think Andrew's matchups are a little bit tougher. I'm going to go with Jake's team as well, actually, looking at this. I think he's got good potential all the way down the list. Any of these guys could just put up big numbers. And, I mean, and Andrew's team is so dependent on New Orleans, you never know. So I'm just going to go with the safer pick with Jake. Which means you'd be out of playoffs. You're betting against yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's who I think is going to win. But yeah. also, wow. it would be kind of nice to avoid all the drama. <laughs> such a yeah. Jake could just win, and then we could just like let him go to the playoffs. That's such a pure, <laughs> such a. Uh, <laughs> all right, now we got Hop versus George. Hop, I think is pretty clearly a winner here. Again, it just matters how many points he scores this week. But I think he's got a good shot at a big one. Yeah, Georgia's team is just unfortunate, but uh, Hop definitely has a shot at a really big score. Yeah, I'm going with myself here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Garrett versus Manny. Uh, I think Garrett does stick it out and win it and get the old bye week here, but Manny seems always a threat. I'm going to go with my dad, actually. I think his running backs are just too strong. Connor's been down. Barkley has a tough matchup. I think it's going to come down to that. Oh, this is interesting. I'm going to go with Garrett. And so Colin and I are both going Garrett, but Garrett's going again, going with Manny. Yeah, call like I see it. Yep. All right, and then finally we got David and Joe, who as of right now are projected within point or point one one points of each other. So uh, damn, I think I'm going with Joe. His team just has too much upside. I think one of his players goes off for thirty plus. 
I'm going to go with David. I think McCaffrey is in for another 35-point blow-up, and I think if he puts in – actually, contingent on if he puts in Olsen, I'll go with David. I'm going with David as well. He's at a three-win streak, and I think he got to just stick with that. I think he's got a good shot. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, most important week of fantasy. We'll see what happens, guys. Good luck to everybody. Uh, and with that, we'll we'll wrap it up. Say good night, fellas. Say it. Say it. <laughs> uh, give me the bye. Uh, I'm gonna say good night. <laughs> actually, you guys are fucking idiots. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>